Hello, this is Clyde J. Kale, and welcome to the Old Time Radio Gems Podcast, featuring rare, unique radio programs from radio's golden past. How about a really unique gift of original art on home decor products? You know, a clock, a pillow, a tote bag, something of that nature would be fantastic with some lovely art. Please visit www.mpirshop.com. That's mpirshop.com. Various designs of original art placed on the various home decor products. Again, that's www.mpirshop.com. That's mpirshop.com. Grand Central Station. As a bullet seeks its target, shining rails in every part of our great country are aimed at Grand Central Station. Part of the nation's greatest city. Drawn by the magnetic force of the fantastic metropolis, day and night, great trains rush toward the Hudson River, sweep down its eastern bank for 140 miles, flash briefly by the long red row of tenement houses south of 125th Street, dive with a roar into the two-and-one-half-mile tunnel which burrows beneath the glitter and swank of Park Avenue. And then... Grand Central Station. Crossroads of a million private lives gigantic stage on which are played a thousand dramas daily. On Grand Central Station today, our story is Incident at Craggy Creek, the drama of an old man who decides to fight against the insurmountable odds of selfish businessmen, starring Cameron Andrews. Within the 48 acres making up Grand Central Station is an office building which houses everything from an art gallery to a rogues gallery. In the suite occupied by the Marlin Development Company, brisk, go-getting Jim Peters is repeating the instructions his chief has been giving him. I understand. I take the train to Craggy Creek this afternoon. Near the Soldiers' Monument, south of the depot, I'll find a 1951 convertible with California license plates. I drive southeast on Route 219 until I'm opposite the old guy's shack. Trouble, young fella? Huh? Oh. Been watching you for over an hour. You don't seem to be making much headway. No. Looks kind of hopeless. Well, what's wrong with her? Wish I knew. Just went dead. Well, tough luck after coming all the way from California. Yeah. When's the next bus for New York? Not for another hour. Say, uh, why don't you come over to my place and wait there for it? Well, thanks. That's mighty nice of you. <laughs> Glad to have you. Head for the big city, eh? Yeah. And it looks like I just missed making it. Oh, only 40 miles more. How long did it take you from California? Nine days. I've got a job waiting for me in New York. I wish you luck, young fella. New York's a mighty big place. 
I went there once to see the World's Fair in 39. Got lost in the subway and never did find the darn thing. <laughs> Made up my mind never to go back. Well, here we are. Sit down, I'll, I'll warm you some coffee. Say, uh, have a cigarette while the coffee's setting up. Oh, thanks. Made it myself. Light? Mm-hmm. Brother, pretty strong smoke, isn't it? That it is, boy. Got the blood and heart of heroes in it. Uh, what's that? There's men died out there. Died where they fought. Yes, boy, this this tobacco's got the blood and heart of heroes in it. Oh, so uh, this was part of a battleground. That's right. And that's why you... Uh, what's that, boy? Nothing. Uh, how long have you had this land? <laughs> Since 62. 1762. My father got it from his father, and he got it from my great-grandfather. I see. Ever receive any offers for this land? Fine location, nicely situated for some roadside stand or gas station? Oh, plenty or... of offers, son, especially lately. There's a, uh, a Marlin Development Company or something like that been sending me letters, telegrams, checks. Oh, I see. Seems they want to buy the land for a company that's figuring on putting up an airport here or something... Say the ground's just right for it. Level and clear and just the right size. Must be wanting it for one of the new feeder lines on the coast run. Huh? You're talking Greek to me, boy. All I know is that they want it. They make you a good offer? Oh, a whopper. $20,000. Think of it. <laughs> $20,000. You're taking it, of course. Tore up the check. What? I'm not selling. That's all. Say, what's your name, boy? Jim Peters. I'm Clem Gwinner. Yep, folks around here call me Old Clem Gwinner. You say his name is Old Clem Gwinner? <laughs> yes, Gene, that's his name. Strange old fellow. Lives all alone there. You know, honey, I sort of like him. It seems a shame you had to trick him, Jim. Trick? I didn't trick him. I, I simply went up there to find out why he refuses our offer for the land. As junior partner in the Marlin Company, it was my duty. But but the way you did it, pretending that you were from California on your way to New York for a job. Well, he never answered our letters or telegrams. Sent back our checks torn up. We had to find out why he doesn't want to sell. Now I know. Just the same, Now, Jim. will you keep your pretty head out of my business? <laughs> and, and stop frowning or I won't marry you. You won't marry me? <laughs> oh, well, I like that. Are you doing me a big favor, hmm? Well, I'll have you understand, Jim Peters. Listen, that... dear, as soon as I close this deal, I'll take a vacation and we'll... What do you say? Yes, dear. Promise? It's a promise. Now go and report to Marlin about your trip. <laughs> We'll return to our story, Incident at Craggy Creek, in a moment. But now, career servicemen can now plan on two retirement checks when they retire at age 65. That's because military service now counts toward both military retirement and Social Security retirement. Social Security can mean more peace of mind as well as better retirement for the serviceman. Now that he's under Social Security, there's better family protection for the serviceman. Protection in the form of regular monthly checks to his widow and children in the event of his death. 
That's why your Social Security card is your key to three-way insurance protection for both you and your family. It's an extra retirement check at age 65, or a benefit check, payable at age 50 if you become disabled. Or if you die, there'll be money for your widow and children. Your service library or reading room has pamphlets on hand to give you complete details on the Social Security program. Have you investigated your Social Security benefits? And now back to Grand Central Station and incident at Craggy Creek. On the 18th floor of the Grand Central Station office building, a gruff, gray-haired man sits comfortably behind his desk. He lights a cigar and looks coldly across the room to the young man waiting for him to speak. Well, how did you make out with him? No trouble at all, Marlin. Good. I got a car and faked a breakdown right near his shack. Nothing to it. I spent more than an hour with him. You found out why he doesn't want to sell? Sure did. He has a sentimental attachment to that land. His family's owned it since before the Revolution. He talked about the blood and heart of heroes being part of its soil, that sort of stuff. Yeah. He's a strange duck. We offer him $20,000 for a piece of land and... It's a good offer. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's double what the place is worth. If Carlton Airlines didn't need the Gwinna piece to build their tract, I'd say forget the old coot and build around him. Once he found we weren't so anxious, I bet he'd come around begging for an offer. You've got the old boy sized up wrong, Marlin. But I think there still must be some way to put the deal over. Well, I don't know how to deal with a bird like that. I... Wait a minute. Look, Jim, I have an idea, yeah. Well? Uh, what income does he have? I don't know. All right, find out and find out where he gets it. What are you planning? I'm not sure yet. You get the information and we'll discuss it further. All right, I'll hop up there today. I left the car in his yard as an excuse for coming back. Oh, Jim. Thought maybe you'd be on this, boss. How's the car? Oh, sitting pretty. Moved her right up to the side of the shack. Thanks. That was nice of you. I uh, brought along some tools this time. I'll get to work on it. Oh, no need for that, son. What do you mean? Well, I uh, thought I'd tinker around a bit with it this morning. The, the gas line was plugged up, son. The gas line plugged? Uh, it took me some time to find it. Never figured it was as simple as all that. Yep. It's a shame a little thing like that caused you all this bother and expense. Well, thanks a lot for fixing the old bus. Uh, Clem, I've uh, got a lot of time today. Didn't start my job yet, so if you want me to drive you anywhere, any errands... Well, or... that's real fine of you, boy. I was figuring on walking down the road and mending the fence for the Larkins. You'd be saving me a long walk, son. Hop in. So you're something of a handyman, Clem. That's it, boy. Do odd jobs here and there for the folks. It uh, makes me enough to keep me going. I get it. Never did believe in pensions or that sort of thing. Well, it's all right for people that need it, but I got two good hands. Yep, and they're still strong enough to get me my daily bread.
He depends on the odd jobs he picks up for his living. Uh-huh. Then if his little income should be taken away from him, he'd be in a bad fix, huh? Well, that should be easy. I'll just remind the town's officials about the business the community will lose if the airport isn't constructed there. Now, and... wait a minute, Marlin. No, you wait and you listen to me. We've signed a contract to get that land and we're getting it. I agree with you, but this is pretty harsh on the old man. Well, well... Let's give him another offer. He'll turn it down. Let me speak to him. Talking's no good. Maybe I can get him to come around. Do it for me, will you? Now, let's not argue about it, Jim. After all, we're partners. We... we... All right. $23,000. Thanks. I'll drive up tonight. I'll see the check gets there by special delivery this afternoon. But I tell you, you're wasting your time. We'll return to Grand Central Station in a moment, but first... You know, I was thinking about traveling the other day, and it come to me that a fellow ought to know something about his own country, too, before he goes overseas. Be surprised how many folks in the good old U.S. live their whole lives in one town and never get to know anything about it or the folks in it. They're always so busy being suspicious and worrying about their own little problems they got no time to be neighborly. They forget there's a mess of things we got that we wouldn't have if we didn't work with other folks to get it. Same thing goes for fellas like you. While you're overseas, if you stop to think about cooperating with folks, you'll end up getting along real friendly-like with most everybody. A fellow who understands what's going on in his own country is generally willing and anxious to give a helping hand to any foreigner he meets up with. And don't forget this. When you're away from your own country, you're the foreigner. Now back to Grand Central Station and incident at Craggy Creek. What kind of a battle can one lone old man with a belief in individual enterprise wage against a corporation with money and prestige on its side? Listen tomorrow when the ABC Radio Network brings you part two of Incident at Craggy Creek on Grand Central Station. Grand Central Station has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service.